going to pray us in. We're going to say, uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are, Jesus. We thank you for today. This is the day, Lord, the Lord, the day that you have made, Father God. We will rejoice and be glad in it, Father God. We thank you for the activity of our limbs on today, Father God. We thank you for waking us up, Father God. We thank you for uh, the, the peace that you have given us, Father God, on today, Father God. The sound mind, Father God. We thank you for the revelation, Father God. We thank you for this clubhouse uh, that is about to go forth right now, Father God, and the words that are about to be spoken, Father God, in your son Jesus' name, Lord. We just ask that you be in the midst of everything that we are doing, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God, wherever you are, Lord, we want to be uh, in the midst of it too, Father God. You said where two or more are gathered, Father God, that you will be in the midst, Lord. And we just invite your presence um, in this room on today, Father God. There is no distance in between prayers, Father God. So we just ask that you touch and uh, lift up everybody that is on this line right now, God, in your son, Jesus Christ, uh, almighty name, amen. Amen. The devil is a lie. It wouldn't unmute. <laughs> but we started this room today because we were having a conversation about um, manifestation and what it truly means to manifest and how people are now using it like you're going to manifest money like a genie, like you're going to rub the genie in a bottle. But we know that we do have the authority to declare and decree a thing, but it's not in our name. It's in Jesus's name. But I'm going to let uh, Minister Aramius start off because she had a powerful message. And I was like, this is for the people. We got to get started. We all have input. But I'm going to let you start off, Ray. Can she unmute? Okay, she might be having trouble unmute, so I guess I'll start off. So we were talking about um, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And right now we are in a time where uh, depression and anxiety are at an all-time high. And people today don't really know how to speak life over themselves. It's, I need to call a friend. I need to call my pastor. I need to call somebody to speak life into me. <clears throat> But we have to declare and we have to decree it in Jesus' name that devil, you can't have my mind. Um, Tashaya was saying, when the devil has your mind, he has control over you. Anything that he wants you to do, you are now his puppet and he is your puppet master. But we have to declare and decree the chains to be broken. We have to break these chains off of our mind. We have to be the light that shines through the darkness because once the Holy Spirit then has the power over your mind, they have the Holy Spirit has control over your mind. You will start to see things in your life change for the better, for the kingdom, for your purpose, for what you have to do. I'm sorry, y'all. My voice is trying to go out on me, <clears throat> but not just the devil. You can't have my mind, but you can't have me. You can't have my family. You can't have my husband. You can't have my purpose. You can't have my destiny. I was bought with a price. Jesus already paid the ultimate price for me. I was bought with a price. I may live in this world, but I'm not of this world. And you can't have me. And we were talking about this. And it's like, I don't think people really realize the amount of power that you have 
in your tongue with your words. Like your words can kill. Your words can build up. Your words can, in a sense, manifest these things into your life. These amazing things um, we're just talking about right now. I was like, I have this cold, but this cold don't have me. My body might be sick, but my spirit is filled with so much joy because on Sunday we have the opportunity to be rebaptized and just to understand what it truly means to be baptized. Your baptism is not for your salvation. Your baptism is truly you dying to self so that God can use you in a marvelous way. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, so what do you guys think about that? I'm just going to go ahead and pass the mic. I got to get some tea before I not be able to breathe here in a second. Um, so I'm just going to jump in um, just kind of from where we were just talking. So just kind of backtracking, like um, what Mikea said, we were talking about how, you know, a lot of people are using um the word manifest and manifestation incorrectly, you know, and like, we're always looking up, well, what does the definition say? Okay. And then what does the word say? You know, we're comparing and contrasting and um, what these things mean. And um, for us in the Latin, right. Okay. Manifest is to discover, like we have the ability to discover and we have the ability to discover through our, our thoughts, right. And through our beliefs, and through our, um, just our, um, Ikea was saying, you know, if we sit there and we're meditating and we're thinking, oh, I want a red car, I want a red car, I want a red car, you're going to see red cars everywhere that you go, right? Because that's, that's what you were sitting there meditating on. So it's, you're, it's going to seem like they're everywhere all of a sudden. So it's like she said, if we continue to keep our mind stayed on God, we're going to see God in the possibilities everywhere around us. We're going to see endless doors opening around us because our mind is stayed on him, which is why we can't continue to be, you know, falling for the, the plot of depression. That's nothing but the enemy, like depression and anxiety and suicide. That is nothing but an attack of the enemy to get a stronghold of you and control your mind and to put you in this depression and into this negative mood and all you're thinking is negative thoughts and seeing negative things and, um, uh, anything that can go wrong will uh, ha go wrong or whatever. Anything bad can happen will happen. All that stuff. That is because that is the mindset that the, the, the enemy has placed over you and the stronghold that he has over you. And so this is, again, why it's important for us to uh, speak life over ourselves, speak life over our children. I see a lot of people on the Internet talking about this. Oh, speak life. Or like, no, truly speak life over your children. Teach your children how to pray. OK, my children have started praying since they were one years old, since they were able to talk. My kids have been praying. I have been teaching my kids how to pray because more important than me speaking life over them and praying for them. They need to know how to pray for themselves. They have to know how to uh, be equipped with the full armor of God in these situations where they don't even uh, know how to fend for themselves or they don't know where to turn. We're not there. They're at school. The bully is there. My kids know how to pray. My kids know how to uh, uh, keep themselves protected in the moments where they feel the most vulnerable. They know that the Lord is there, that they have the weapon of prayer on their side. So I'm just like, we just have to continue to, you know, pray that uh, devil, you cannot have my mind. You cannot have my mind. I say that every day because I, I, 
I'm a victim myself of anxiety and depression and I live this every single day. You know what I mean? And and to really be delivered from it and to have that peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. That is not just the word in the Bible. It is really the truth. God will provide you the peace that surpasses all understanding as long as we keep our minds stayed on him. You know, and as soon as you even begin to feel or or I don't know, like I have these intrusive thoughts at times. And as soon as I get to thinking them, I'm like, oh, really? Like I'm starting to deposit them and I feel myself beginning to speak them out of my mouth. And I say, "Uh, uh-uh, devil, get up out of here. Like I will, you'll hear me literally saying that, get up out of here. You have no authority here. There is no vacancy here for you. There is no room for you over here because I, I see the enemy trying to creep up and control my thoughts and my actions and my ways literally through my words and my thoughts that I am having. So I'm just like, if I could just encourage anybody right now to just, you know, wake up, take on the full armor of God. So that way you are equipped to take on the, the everyday battle and struggle. Cause this is an everyday thing this isn't um every now and then or you know something you should do once in a while no because the enemy is always on the rise and looking for an entryway and it's up to us to make sure that we are not providing an entryway for the devil to creep in and attack us through our minds and our through our words and then ultimately through our action um i don't know if rain is back on here but she had uh, on here so grateful for the opportunity because you are right. Just thinking about, you know, how you said the flesh has to die daily. Daily. This is a daily walk that we have to ask the Father to just renew our mind, to help us to think on things that are true, things that are noble, things that are pure, and things that are righteous because depression, anxiety is at all all time it's on the rise and you know it, it comes from i think it took to me like the things that i've been through in my younger years and being delivered you know the trauma that we go through we have to allow god to renew us to heal us from the inside out it's our heart condition it's our heart posture what are you thinking about what what are you speaking death and life is in the power of the tongue because it's just like during this holiday season you know you say well i don't have the money well if you claim me you don't have the money you're not gonna have the money and it's it, to me it's it's not even about that it's about you know showing love and kindness one to another yes you know my kids are older and i do have grandchildren but it's just like you said from the bully uh, from the bully at work uh, my attitude towards one uh, uh t- towards others you know all these things play an important part in daily and i know this i'm telling y'all this because i know this walk when i lost my um my daughter-in-law ebony and i remember um you know, she, I'll, I'll just give a little uh, short clip that she had a heart condition. And so uh, one day she told me, she said, my heart, you know, I need to go to the hospital. My chest is hurting. And so, and I asked her, I said, do you want me to drive you or do you want to call the ambulance? You know, she said, I need you to drive me. And I was just like, okay, we're going to drive. Now my hospital, the hospital is probably about maybe five, six minutes from the hospital. It seemed like it just took us forever because she kept calling my name and saying, Aramia, help me. I can't breathe. It's too hot. It's too cold. And so these things were just playing in my mind. And when we got to the hospital doors, she dropped. And when she dropped, I knew that that was it. It's, it's, it's something when you stare death in the face. It's something when you stare death in the face and just that memory replaced over and over in your mind and 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 
all I did was cry. I, I, I couldn't even get a grip on life. I couldn't move. I was just frozen. You know, all I could do was hug my grandson, but I had to ask God, you know, one thing about it is we have to continue to build a relationship with him. We have to build a relationship. And how do we do that? We have to get in our word. We have to stay in our word. We have to be able to speak the word. This is a daily relationship, a daily relationship. I'm going to say it again, a daily relationship that we have to continue to build with him because we want to be in his will. Some people might not know, you know, just getting in your word, get that word in your heart so you can speak the word, the engrafted word speak it speak it over you every situation see we have the power and the authority to change our situation and i believe that some people um the 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 way they use manifest man i'm gonna manifest it it reminds me of the movie called bewitched where you know the lady twinkle her nose and boom the cat was right there or boom they had what they have but we have to go through a process because can you imagine if god gave us the things we wanted right now without going through the process if he gave us the things that we wanted without going through the process it's just like this we go to we go to church right and then we say, oh, I'm going to get a new car. And you work to get that new car. But when you get that new car, we don't see you at church. We don't uh, see you bringing nobody to church. You don't want to give nobody a ride. And then you move farther away from God. I believe that anything that's taking you away from God is not of God. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But anything that's bringing you closer to God, that is of God. It's like you have the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder. The angel is telling you to do the good things, the positive things. And the devil is saying, no, you don't have to do that. No, you don't have to talk to her. No, you ain't got to do this. But trust God. It's about trusting and going through the process. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And he renewed my mind. I'm going back to the story. He renewed my mind because it just kept playing over and over and over again. Yes, sometimes we get in depression and don't even know that we are depressed, y'all. Mm. Yes, yes, that is so true. We don't even know. Like, we don't, we we don't. don't as if, you know, when, when, when stuff start looking a little funny and then you, then you start playing the blame game to me that it's everybody else and it's not you when it's really me. That's not okay. It's really me. That's not okay. And, and, and I, I, I need everybody on here to be okay. This is, this is a daily walk. Depression is no joke. It'll have you doing some things. It'll have you crying out. It'll have you thinking that nobody loves you. Everybody is against you. You know what I'm saying? And so that's not how he desired it to be. That's why you got to uh, have a, a check your circle. When I say check your circle, do you, you, you have those to love you, those that's going to encourage you, those that's going to not talk about you, but, you know, bring you closer to God and say, hey, sis, today ain't your best day. Let's talk about it. Let's pray about it. I'm not one to... Uh, get in people's business like that, but I will pray for you. I I, I, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you get better. I want to see you come out of depression. It is, it's not easy, but it can be done. You have to want it. You have to want it. I wanted to come out. I wanted to come out. I remember 
in my life, in this walk, there's some things that happened in my family, childhood trauma, you know, some things that, you know, uh, I just couldn't let go. I couldn't let go. And one time I went to a church service and I was singing on a praise team and all the, this is when the Holy Spirit took over me and all the questions that I asked was answered. It was answered. But I wanted that. Sometimes, you know, it, I, I know it's kind of hard, but we have to want it. We have to want to be healed. We have to want to be delivered. We have to want to be set free because the God that we serve, he's gentle. He's gentle. He's waiting for you to say, please come on in. Change my life. <laughs> please come in. Please come in. And I just, I love the Lord so much. I just thank y'all for this opportunity. Um, but yeah, he said, if we keep our minds in him, he will keep us in perfect. He gives us that peace that surpasses all understanding. No man can give you that peace. No woman can give you that peace. When you think about, uh, see, I, I'm an open book now. I don't have no hidden secrets. I was uh, in a relationship and um, going through domestic violence, you know, and then it's like, when I learned to be accountable for my end, right? And to forgive myself. And this is a touchy situation because I did some things, you know, nobody deserves to go through domestic violence, not men, not women, because there's some women out here too that, that can uh, lay hands and, and, and be, you know, controlling and all that too. So I'm right. just saying nobody <laughs> deserves to go through that. But I know without a shadow of doubt that you, can come out you can come out you have to want to come out sometimes we don't see it and we blame ourselves and that's not it but i have to forgive myself for you know allowing things to happen to me for the things that i accepted you know but um, I, yeah i i touched on that same that same topic too like you I know it's always easier said than done. Like you have to want it, but it's like you are placed in a position where you feel like there's no way out, but God is the way out. So in, the, in order for you to get and realize and truly be able to see that there is a way out, you have to turn to God in those situations and surrender it all to him. Like when I say all surrender it all to him, the peace that I have now, I can tell you it cost, it cost, it cost me a lot. I had to, let go of all these different things finances house cars this that in order to be ex to experience the peace that god has promised to me the peace that he had already promised to me when he died on that cross um to really just be able to experience it and not to be you know idolizing and living for the things of this world like it's, these things have to be stripped away from you but god guarantees that you are going to make it through he is going to give you the strength we can do all things through christ all things through christ and it is through christ that you will find your strength you will find your peace but you have to be willing to surrender it all and really just give it all to him so yeah Remy, i'm just really touching on what you said because um you know i i experiencing that same 
you know, domestic violence and not just one way, but both ways. So I found myself doing some things. I was like, Jesus, thank you for not letting me go through or Jesus, thank you for not for, for blocking that weapon that I was trying to form against somebody else and not letting it prosper. Because, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to speak out and, and sit there and talk about the things today because I'll probably be behind bars. So just really being transparent, you know, about the things that really go on, you know, in our, our personal everyday life. Um, it's one thing you said something is we have to be willing to let it go. I'm, I'm, I believe that some people just want to hold on to some stuff. When we go talk to God and we ask him to take these things, don't lay it on the altar. And then as soon as you get back to the, before you walk out the church doors, you pick it back up. Right? No, allow, you have to allow him to move in you and to allow him to move through you. You know, I, I, I that that domestic violence thing because I have daughters. You know, and it's like, um, I can honestly say, like, I seen like females in my family go through this thing, and and I was like, I'm not gonna go through this, but it's like, I the things that we accept, then we have daughters, and then it's like, uh, we make it uh, seem like it's okay, and it's not okay, and I can say that now because I've grown and I've matured. You know, and um. You know, just looking at my daughters, like my daughter, my oldest daughter, she she went through a little bit, but she came out of it. And and just being able to talk somebody through, you know, we can't. Um, I've never been a person to say, hey, you you leave him, leave her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Back in my young years. Yeah, but you have to uh, there's, you know, that growth and maturity. Like we can't tell people what to do, but this ain't looking right, sis. This ain't looking right, brother. It's not looking right. Um, and just, again, like to want to be able to come out. I want to be healed. I don't want to hold on to anything. God, yeah. I, I, I don't want to allow anything <laughs> to uh, make me go to hell. <laughs> anything, anybody or anything, right. you know. Um, but it's just about that love thing and just letting go and let God and again, it's easier said than done because it is a process that we're going to have to go through. He didn't say it would be easy, but he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that's something that you can hold on to, that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Even in this time of going through the holiday season, those who have lost loved ones, those who are dealing with, you know, the depression and the anxiety, he said, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to him. Don't give him anything and then take it back. Don't give him anything and take it back. And it's crazy because I was talking to uh, to Shia this morning and a little last week because I was telling her, I was like, I know that when we go, we're supposed to leave it at the altar. But I didn't know how to leave it and not worry about it anymore. And it's like after really going through the process of realizing all of that starts with your thought pattern. If you're sitting there and you're thinking on that thing, you're thinking on that thing that stressed you out or depressed you, you're picking it back up. Because once you start to think it, you start to speak it. Once you start to speak it, you start to hear it. Once you start to hear it, you start to believe it. And it just works its way back into your heart. And essentially, you begin speaking those same word curses over yourself that you left at the altar last week. So just really learning how to not only control my thoughts, but to control my tongue. And even if you thought about it before it even has a chance to leave your lips, 
to really pray about it and ask God, God, we left, I left this at the altar. I really need you to help me get rid of this. Amen. Amen. Like it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's like, we're all a work in progress every single day. And that's why it's important to build routines and practices and like really spending your time with God and really praying. Like that is why it's important to um, establish these things and become steadfast and unmovable in the word, because that is our protection. That's our um, armor. That's part of our armor. And that's a weapon that we're able to use against uh, the attacks of the enemy. You know what I mean? We have to be able to speak the word, pray the word, um, be the word, um, you know, and walk the the walk that we are supposed to um, be walking like Jesus. So it's just really important that we're um, just fully equipped. So that way uh, we are ready just to take on um, the everyday um, I don't even know, like battle of the world. Cause I feel like the everyday, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go take on the world. It's like pinky in the brain. <laughs> it's like me and Jesus. <laughs> when you're in the word, you learn who you really yeah. are. We learn who are. Yes. I believe if we get in the word and get those affirmations to remind ourselves who we are, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am the righteousness of God. I am enough. You know what I'm saying? And we get that down um, in, 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 in our inner being, who we are, you know, because I believe that plays an important role of the self-esteem and, and self-confidence, even in men. Speaking to the king, you are a king. I address, I address, y'all know me. Hello, king. Hello, queen. Because that's who we are. Yeah. <laughs> That's who we are. You know, looking at this world system, it tears us down. You know, it, it, I, I remember them saying, you know, it's like they had a, a, a how they portray us to be on the Vogue map. No, that's not who we are. I am who God created me to be. Amen. And we have to know that. And if I can, I, I, I don't know, I see some other, a few more ladies, queens on here. If you just want to come on up and, and, um, Get on in on the conversation because it's just about us queening up. <laughs> you know how they say man up, woman up, queening up. Yes. Queen out. Not leaving no one left behind. Not on my watch. Not on my watch. Well, Sarah oh, the chat. She said, "There's been times I went to lay things at the altar and hesitated and thought, no, I'll just keep this anger until this person apologizes, or I'll just wait until it's really dealt with." But then the Bible says it's for you to forgive others and their trespasses. Our Heavenly Father will. And I have to. I'm like, I want to speak to this because I know <laughs> that all too well. Like I am that person that we're not going to do tit for tat, but if you don't come over here titting me, then you won't get tatted. And really leaving that at the altar and letting that part of me die because the Bible says vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I can't allow my pride and my anger and my bitterness to allow me to go and do something that's going to risk me making it into the kingdom. Kyra said, also forgive, but if you don't forgive others, their trespasses, neither will 
your faith forgive your trespasses. And it's like, we want God to forgive us. How many times have we ended up at the altar? God, forgive me. There was an incident last week. I was at Costco. (laughs) I'm just trying to park. And I'm like, God, forgive me. Forgive me for the way I acted. Because in that moment, I felt so convicted of the way I allowed somebody to let me make me step out of character. And it's like the Holy spirit will get you together real quick. And it's like, you never know. They say for drug addicts, you never know when your last time is your last time, but that's for everything. You never know when your last argument going to be your last argument. You never know when, um, you said something slick to somebody going to be the last thing you ever said to them, the last thing you ever heard. And for me, one of my friends in childhood, her dad passed away. And the last thing she said to her father was, I hate you and I hope you die. She went to school that day and he had a heart attack while she was at school. And to watch what that did to her, even to this day, 20 years later, how it's still affecting her. Our words have the power to kill others, not only others, but ourselves to tear us down, to put us in a place that allows the enemy to have a foothold into that door now you've opened the door for him now he has fear on your back because now you got anxiety because you're crippled from this is going to happen that's going to happen i'm worried about this i'm worried about that but the bible says worry about nothing but it said pray about everything it also says pray without ceasing it also says that you were bought with a price and if you were bought with a price and Jesus will not even lose, not even one that the father has given him. Then we have to know that without a shadow of doubt, that no matter what we are doing, God is walking with us. Jesus is there interceding on our behalf. The Holy Spirit is guiding us through it all. For me, it went from fear to anger to bitterness to before you know it, you have a callous heart and you can't feel the compassion for the people. If we know the greatest of all is love, but you're so bitter that you can't even love your neighbor as yourself, not only does the devil have a foothold, but you now have a stronghold and you have to go through the process of breaking those chains. You need to be delivered. You need to go through deliverance. You need to start over (laughs) and come back. Like Sunday is such a big thing for many of us, really, truly dying to self and committing ourselves to this work of Christ, allowing the Holy Spirit to lead. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God except for ourselves. The moment you make the decision that I'm not going to, I'm not going to serve God. I'm going to go out here and serve the world. Then you are no longer of God and you are of the world. But if God had already called you in because you can't get to the son without the father first calling you, but you can't get to the father without first going through Jesus, everything has to come across the cross. Everything that we go through happens for a reason. Every single little thing, the things that irritated you, aggravated you, the hurt, the callous, the scars, the the spiritual reconstruction, every single thing that has ever happened to us has happened for just a time as this, the shift that's taking place, the shift that is happening here in our world, the shift that is putting the last first in the first last. But that was just my little tidbit. Y'all know he be trying to steal my voice. And I'm like, you're not going to take my voice today, devil. Not today. I got something to say to the people. Well, I want to just say, if it wasn't for God's mercy and his grace, ah, oh, God is 
faithful. Yes, he is. Even when we're not faithful to him. And so that same mercy and grace he extended to us, we have to extend to others. Absolutely. And that can be a hard pill to follow. Yes. Sitting in the mercy seat, my God. <laughs> Giving, extending grace, my God. But see, he, he came and he showed us. He overcame it all. Everything that he went through. He was He's our blueprint to say, we can make it. We can overcome. We can be lovers. Now, we ain't got to be stupid. I'm just saying. But come on. That same mercy and grace. Uh, just kind of touching on what Raymond said. Because it's like, yeah, we don't have to be stupid. I love people. You know what I mean? And just because I love you doesn't mean that I have to necessarily give you access to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just, just because I love you doesn't mean, you know, that you get to come and keep abusing me. So you can love people. I love you from a distance. I I, I, I wish you well. Like, I don't mean, I, don't, I, I still pray for you. I don't wish any harm on you. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that I have to give you direct access to me. Like, you know, I, I love you. I might call and check on you see how you're doing. I can't come over and hang out with you, but you know, I can get on the phone and I can pray with you. So just because, you know, we're loving people the way that um, Jesus loved us and showing the love that he showed to us does not mean that, you know, we're giving you the access and the, the way to, uh, or authority to be able to come back into our lives and to abuse us. And um, in the chat, Kyra said, also forgive you, but if you do not forgive others and their trespasses, neither will your faith forgive you of yours. So it's a requirement. It's a requirement for us to forgive others in order for us to be forgiven. And it's like, how dare we be hypocrites? You know what I mean? We want to be forgiven, but we don't want to um, forgive. So it's it's really a requirement. So just kind of touching on what Kyra was saying, it, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to forgive others and truly forgive. You know what I mean? Truly forgive. Take it to the altar. Leave it there. Forgive them. That don't mean go act funny towards them later on. No, I forgive you for what you did. Now, I'm not going to be stupid now. Like, you know what I mean? And let you shame be on me. Like, no, we're going to leave the shame on you. <laughs> we're going to leave it there and God is going to deal with them. You know what I mean? It's not our job to go back and... um try and get revenge or make them pay like no we don't have a heaven or hell to put them in that's not our job i'm not even really about to judge you for what you did that's for the lord to do but what i do have control over is me and who has access to me and i have control over my actions and my words and so that's what the focus needs to be on uh when we're forgiving people is our role that we're playing in the forgiveness and not whether they forgave you or said sorry or you know any of that other stuff um and then tommy uh said my pastor says it's best we don't have a love problem we don't would you love to elaborate on that tommy yes of course um Good afternoon, ladies. Uh, let me step away so that I can kind of speak a little freely. Um, definitely, um, we, we've had talks in the past about forgiveness. And, you know, one of the things that people will say is that, you know, well, if you forgive them, but you're not doing this or you don't, well, why you don't let them come to your house anymore? Kind of like what um, Sister Tashia, I hope I said that right, was saying, like, you know, um, I, I don't have to be stupid. You know, we don't have a love problem, but if I've let 
my Kia over to my house and, you know, she's stolen my earrings before. Then she's stolen um, my socks before. And then, like, money has been missing. Okay, my Kia, I love you. I just know that you can't be a guest in my home anymore. You know, I'm meeting you where you are. I forgive you. You know, we've gotten past all of that stuff. However, I know you to be this way. So now that I know you to be this way, I don't have to be silly and still say, well, she's not. That. Well, no, she's not a thief. No, you know, well, she, she's just going through something. No, 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 no. I know her to be this way. I still love her where she is. I just know that I need to meet her at that level and not put more on her than she can bear. Because maybe that person hasn't gone through the transition that you have. Maybe they're not as spiritually mature as you are. Maybe they're still working some things out in their own salvation. So if you as the mature person, you recognize that this person is deficient in a certain area, then yeah, you meet them where they are. You continue to love them as they grow in progress. But don't put them in a position, you know, to where you know they can't function. Um, I heard someone say it this way. Uh, we want our children to succeed. So we put them in environments where they can succeed. If you know that your child is, you know, loud or, you know, they're hands-on and touchy-feely, why would you take them to a china shop? Why would you take them to, you know, a, a place where you know that they have Fabergé eggs and, you know, different types of uh, expensive little objects if you know that they're not ready for that type of environment? Doesn't mean that you don't love them, but because you recognize that your child is one that, oh, they're going to want to pick up, they're going to want to touch, they're going to want to play with this item. Why would you set your child up for failure? Same thing with our friends, you know, family members that, you know, are of age. If we know them to be in this place. Let's continue to love them where they are and love them as they grow, but meet them where they are and not put them in a place that we know that, you know, they can't succeed. We definitely want everyone to, you know, be successful. We want to encourage, we want to motivate, but we also want to use wisdom. And with that, I yield the mic. Amen. Amen. I was reminded of Romans 14. <clears throat> in 13, I'm going to read it in the Passion Version. It says, so stop being critical and condemning of other believers, but instead determine to never deliberately cause a brother or sister to stumble and fall because of your actions. And that's just, it's so fitting for what you're saying. Like we should never put people in predicaments that we know that they're not ready for. We should never be the reason that somebody else is sinning because in turn that sin also falls back on you. Uh, but Minister Scott, did you want to jump in, sir? He might not be available. Um, Kyra, did you have anything else to add? Oh, Robert? No, I don't think he, uh, I mean, I just want to say that that's awesome and needed, you know, because we have you know <laughs> not only family members however you want to say it, spiritual um sons and daughters and you know uh setting those borders but it, it just like um um queen tommy says you know continue showing love and just meeting people right where they are and that's it like telling the truth in love it's time out to um you know, not candy coated. Oh, they're going to be. No, no, no. Just like she said, I'm not going to take my grandson. And I know 
he got that little fidgety finger uh, uh, into the to the store with the ditch. I'm not gonna do that. And so we sh we, we should we shouldn't. This is I, I just want to say thank you because this is uh, right now conversations that we need. <laughs> We need right now conversation. So just thank you guys for this platform. And um, this is just an amazing conversation. Did anybody else have anything they would like to add? <clears throat> Kyra, I know you were in the chat. Um, are you available to speak at all? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was just going back off of when you guys were talking about forgiving. Um, there was one time uh, I didn't forgive someone and it came to a point where it revealed to me in a dream what heaven and hell would look like if you don't forgive. And basically in my dream, I was being told to, the person's name is Rebecca. I was told to Forgive Rebecca. Kyra, you have to forgive Rebecca. No matter how wrong Rebecca did you, you have to forgive Rebecca. And I'm like, I'm not, what? Forgive her? I want to fight her. Why would I forgive her? Can I fight her then forgive her? And I just kept getting told, you got to forgive. You got to forgive. And because I wasn't forgiving, I was sent to hell. And in my dream, seeing what hell looked like, I'm just sitting here imagining, like, I wouldn't want to be in that place where it's hot and I'm treated like a nobody. I want to go to heaven where I'm able to worship freely and sit next to God and talk to God. So from seeing that, it fully revealed to me, like you have to forgive people, whether it's your worst enemy, whether it's the person that hurts you most. I don't know if you guys heard the saying that hurt people hurt people, but if you're hurt, you can't hurt people. Cause if you hurt people, you're really only hurting yourself, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. Okay, Minister Kyra, give us a word then. <laughs> Did anybody else have anything else they wanted to add? Okay, then I'll just leave everybody with this. The rest of this year, God is doing some amazing things to get us in order for where we are going to be for next year. He's getting this season is directly connected to next season. Um Say something kind to somebody today. When you have thoughts that are bad thoughts or thoughts that are angry thoughts or thoughts that are anxious thoughts, find the rose in that situation. What's the good thing in the situation? It, don't always sit there and think about the negative, the thorns. Always find something good, something amazing. Um, Robert said, I would say just work on your daily confessions because you know this flesh has to die daily 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 and sometimes it's several times a day uh, depending on the situation um but i'll just go ahead and pray us out if we have nothing else nobody else has anything to add so heavenly father we just thank you we thank you for the revelation on today god we thank you for this amazing group of people god these true believers that have gathered together god to have this to, this instruction and direction from the Holy Spirit, God, for we know that there is the power of life and death reside in the tongue, God, and we thank you. We just ask you to have the Holy Spirit fully indwell in us, God, and teach us how to fully have self-control over our tongue, God, to keep us, to keep our 
thoughts in line with Jesus Christ, that we just call our thoughts on today in obedience of Jesus Christ, just as your word says that we are only able to think on things that are true and pure and noble, God. And as we go out into the day, God, we just ask that you engulf us with your ministering angels, God. Anything that's on our path today that are meant for hurt, harm, or destruction, God, anything that is meant for our demise, we just ask that you dispatch your warring angels to wipe those things out, God, and keep us safe from any hurt, harm, and danger. And we thank you and we praise your matchless name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you guys. Have an amazing rest of your day. Amen.